this show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a match. Oh, boy! Here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates! This is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! Oh, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. This is episode number 89 of the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for downloading, for listening, for subscribing. Happy weekend, folks. Happy weekend. It is, uh, I hope it's dry where you are. It has been raining like crazy for the last two weeks here over in um, Mod Pod Central here in Alabama. So I'm hoping for some drier weather. I'm going down to Disney World. In a few weeks, and I get to ride Mickey's Runaway Railway, which is brand new and open as of this week, and I'm hoping it's going to be dry as well. Well, not just the ride, but overall my experience. I'm hoping everything will um, not be uh, not be all wet and rainy when I go down. Um, this is the Magic of the Dollar podcast, and uh, we've got my friend Travel John coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about planning for your Disney World trip. Great conversation with him. That's coming up after the news in just a few minutes. Don't forget to find us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on iHeartRadio, over on uh, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and all the podcast-type places where you can get us. Make sure you download, listen, subscribe. And while you are downloading, listening, and subscribing, we would love for you to give a good review and a good rating. Five stars is, of course, the best kind of stars. Be honest, of course, but uh, five stars is wonderful if you can muster that. I've got a great show coming up. Like I said, we'll talk all about Disney planning. But why don't we get to some news first? A lot of stuff happening right now. Well, howdy, folks. Let's gather around. Here's some Disney news from around these parts and around the world. Of course, as we reported last week, Bob Chapik took over for Bob Iger as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. And I got to tell you, if you're looking for an eventful first week, this was the week to do it. Uh, Several things happening all in a row. Jungle Cruise boat sank. I got reports of a Jungle Cruise boat sinking on the Jungle Cruise. Now, the water is only four feet deep. It's probably kind of dirty water, but it's only four feet deep. And while there are some mechanisms under the water that you don't really want to really get a hold of, uh, that might be a little dangerous. Nobody was hurt. Nobody fell in and everything. I think people's feet got wet. Maybe clothes got a little bit wet. Um, Everybody was evacuated off the boat safely. The Jungle Cruise operators had a lot of fun, uh, from what I understand, making jokes about 20,000 leagues under the sea, making jokes about the backside of water, of course. Uh, Disney Springs... Was the destination for those folks? People took them over. The Disney took them over to Disney Springs, I believe, to help them out with shoes and with clothes and things like that. Probably lots of fast passes for a very memorable journey. I would have loved to have been there because I would have probably had my phone out <laughs> making lots of lots of uh, video and lots of jokes. I, I don't know. I wasn't there, obviously, but um, so that happened. Later on that day, the People Mover shut down because two of the cars collided. Again, nobody was hurt, but they had to evacuate as they kind of got that fixed. 
Beach Club had some activity that night or the next day as a SWAT team swarmed Beach Club. The resort, uh, FBI showed up, police showed up for suspicious activity. Apparently nothing going on, nothing really had happened, everything was fine, but there was kind of a reports of some things going on and it turned out to all to be all to be fine. But that happened. And then, of course, um, we did find out that a woman died at the Contemporary, apparently fell out of a window or fell off a higher story at the Contemporary. Don't know the story. That's not this podcast's job to report that story, but that was just... Just another thing added onto the list, a much more tragic outcome, obviously, than the previous previous mishaps. But it has been a crazy week for Bob Chapik. None of this is his fault. Please do not think I'm putting any of this on him. Just reporting the fact that it's been a crazy week for Bob. Haunted Mansion closed for for who knows how long. It shut down apparently, according to uh, according to sources, a mechanical failure uh, really really hurt the Haunted Mansion. It's been closed for a couple of days. One of the most popular rides in Disney World, one of my favorite rides as well, has been closed. And so I'm hoping. They can get it open in a couple of weeks when I go down there. They better have it open because I want to ride the Haunted Mansion. So that all happened. So, Bob, we believe in you, Mr. Chapik. We think you're going to do a great job. Uh, good, good pushing through all of this. And finally, the last bit of news here this week, Mickey's Runaway Railway has opened up to rave reviews. People are loving it. Now, there are a few people out there that aren't, aren't crazy about it, but overall, the general consensus is that it's a hit, that it's a great ride, it's a fun ride, families will love it, kids will love it, it's very colorful, very musical, and a brand new theme has emerged. And I'll be honest with you, it's been a while since we've had a, a song come from the parks that really people are just, just embracing. This one's called Nothing Can Stop Us Now. Now, when I hear that title, I automatically think of the movie Mannequin with Emmy and Jonathan in the window getting married while Hollywood throws the flowers. That's that's the end of the movie with starships. Nothing's going to stop us now. Now, of course, the nothing can stop us now. Nothing's going to stop us now. Two different songs, two different artists, two different wordings and everything. But I think that. Now, I don't think I'll think that forever. I'm really excited about this song. I'm really excited about the whole Runaway Railway thing. I'm going to get to ride it at least twice when I go in a couple of weeks. Uh, but let's hear a little snippet of Nothing's can stop us now. Nothing can stop us now. I'll tell you how. We're gonna make it happen. Let's take a ride and spend the day in the countryside. Good times are here to stay. We'll get away and have the perfect picnic. We'll sing us all. I love it. I think it's a perfect tune. I think it fits Mickey and Minnie and their style, especially the new animation perfectly. Cannot wait to ride this ride. And I will give you a full report, not just on the podcast, but also online on Facebook, on Instagram, Magic on a Dollar, Twitter, Magic on a Dollar, Facebook, Magic on a Dollar. Get a theme here. And of course, Disney on a Dollar on Facebook. And finally, I do want to tell you a little bit about what we do every year, every March or so. We do Movie Madness. Magical Movie Madness, where we pick your favorite Disney movie of all time. You go online, go on to Facebook.com slash Disney on a dollar or Magic on a dollar. Pick either one. Also go to Instagram, Magic on a dollar, and you will be able to vote daily on your favorite Disney films. I'll give you a selection of movies to vote from. Whichever movie gets the most votes advances to the next round. We narrowed all the way down. We, last year, we took about 120 movies. We're going to do the same this year. 120 Disney classic films. Everything from The Lion King to Mary Poppins to Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, to all the way to Tron and... Uh, you know, Apple Dumpling Gang, Swiss Family Robinson, the Santa Claus, all of those films, classic films, newer films. You'll get a chance to vote on all of those as your favorite Disney film of all time. The defending champion is Beauty and the Beast. It has won four out of the six years we've done this. Mary Poppins and Little Mermaid took home the crown two other years as well. So if you want Beauty and the Beast to win, then keep going. If you want Beauty and the Beast to not win again, 
It's your vote. Your vote's the one that counts. So let's now go over to, to uh, Travel John. He's a good friend of mine. It took a little while to get this together, to finally get together and podcast. But um, he's actually reporting from a Starbucks, which is kind of fun. You'll hear the background noise there. And this was actually set up as a as a kind of travel tips, kind of a, you know, what to pack and what to expect and what to do, what to bring, what to buy. And it turned out the conversation was a lot of the mentality of Disney World, like how to approach your trip, what to think about your trip, you know, the attitude you have, the patience you have, that kind of thing. It's a great conversation. I hope you learn a little bit. I hope you get some tips there written down. I hope it helps you in your planning. And uh, so here we go. Let's talk. And after much struggle and many weeks of planning and discussing and talking, I think this actually dates back to like November or December. We were like, hey, let's do a podcast. Uh, my man Travel John is on the podcast. How you doing, John? I'm doing great, David. How are you? Doing good. He's a fellow agent with Travelmation, and uh, so we're both travel agents. We both know all about the, the Disney stuff. And, of course, John, you do more than just Disney. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes, sir. So, and, go ahead. We, go ahead. You know, all the cruises, all-inclusives, land tours, all those kinds of things. Good times. Yeah. And, of course, every Tuesday you can find them online, and we'll kind of get to the get to the plugs later on. But I know you do Travel Tips Tuesday as a, as a Facebook Live and a podcast. And, and I tune into that sometimes and kind of listen. It's, it's really pretty cool. And I know you're doing the Epcot countries. You kind of started with, with, with Mexico, and you're kind of going around the world, spending yes, 30 minutes each, with each country, which is really cool. It's very informative and very interesting. Um, you know, so you did your research on that. So that's, that's really awesome. And we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, about travel, but first, you're in a Starbucks, is that right? Yes, I am in a Starbucks, so pardon the uh, background noise, but <laughs> this, is, this is the quietest place. Starbucks is actually uh, quieter than my house is. Yeah, you got, right you now, got several so. children, a wife and several kids, so I imagine yes. it's pretty quiet. What's it, four? Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine it's uh, pretty, pretty crazy. I got one, and it's insanely loud in my house all the time, so I can't imagine that amplified by four. So Yeah. Props to you. So let's talk about a little travel tips, uh, travels tips, I guess Friday, since it's the day we're recording. Um, I want to open it up first. I want to talk about the families that are going to Disney. Uh, let's say first time. First time Disney, and, and we've already assuming that they've, they've gotten themselves a travel agent because, you know, why wouldn't you? Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe they haven't. I don't know. But, John, what would you tell somebody that said, how do I prepare for Disney? Which is a broad question, but a lot of people don't know that they're asking a question with a thousand answers. They expect one or two answers, and that's it. Let's open it up with, with how do you tell somebody to prepare for a trip to Disney World? So say a week. What, what would you tell them? Tell them. Well, I think the first, first thing, and this is especially for first-timers, um, but I think even for, even for veterans alike, because we can get easily frustrated because there's so much to do at Walt Disney World. Uh, and the number one piece of advice is don't feel like you have to do it all. Yes. Don't feel like I have to do it all. Just, you know, kind of pick out some things, go to it, go into it, knowing that you're going to be potentially overwhelmed, you know, even if you plan well. Um, but don't feel like you have to do it all. Just pick out some highlights, you know, talk with your family, plan well in advance and mm-hmm. have a great time. Yeah, it's, and I think that's really important because to add to that, don't feel like you, can, you have to do it all. I mean, that's, that's, there's a difference in doing it all as an, okay, well, I want to go run five miles. I could probably run five miles, but I don't feel like I have to, but I probably could if I really push myself. You can't do it all. Unless right. you're spending two to three weeks at Disney World, you, you really can't do it all. There's too many shows. There's too many places to eat. There's too many attractions. There's too many things to see, too many experiences. You know, there's 30 resorts to visit. You, you can't do it all. Um, and so along with that, one of the things I wrote down was manage your expectations manage you know no going in go into it knowing you're not going to be able to do it all find out whether it's a two-day trip or a week-long trip you know talk to your entire family or if it's just you or whatever make a list of 
the things you know you need to accomplish. Okay, my, you know, my, my, my oldest child, he, he has to ride Space Mountain and Splash Mountain and Big Thunder. My youngest child, they want to see Country Bears and the Frozen Show and, and head an egg roll at China. Okay, well, you know what? These are six things we are definitely going to do. Everything else, yep. if we get to them, awesome. We probably will get the most of it, but some things you just can't. I went, I went for a week at Disney World once, and I didn't ride the Haunted Mansion, and I actually got to the airport, and I'm like, why did I miss the Haunted Mansion? I can't believe I did that. It's just, it's, there's, it's so much going on. It's so busy. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think going off the managing your expectations thing, you know, a lot of people get wrapped up in the, uh, this idea that, uh, you know, Walt Disney World is this sort of utopia. It's this sort of perfect society where everything always goes well and, you know, everything, you know, always goes according to plans. No boats ever sink in jungle right. cruise, you know, those sorts of things. But sometimes unexpected does happen. So, um, you know, I think for me, realistic expectations can set you up for success. Uh, and realizing, yes, there's a lot of stuff to do, mm-hmm. uh, but that that uh, th- that goes into lots of different parts of trip planning and lots of different parts of your you know experience. Because what happens if a ride goes down? What happens if it rains and you know part of the fireworks show or you know canceled? And that was something you were really looking forward to, right? Um, so for me, that kind of goes into one of my mo- other most important points, and that's just remembering your why of your trip before you go. You know, are you celebrating something? Are you, you know, going just to have a vacation, a family vacation, or whatever the case is? Because sometimes you can get so wrapped up in the stuff that you forget about why you're there, and you're just kind of going from one thing to another. You're bouncing back and forth, and you get home, and you're tired, and you're exhausted, and you're like, wait, why did we just go do that? Um, So I think remembering your why can help you kind of continue to have a meaningful experience. It can push you through times when things don't go according to plan. Yeah, and I think it's it's uh, kind of a, a sidebar to what you just said. And I imagine we're going to go on lots of rabbit trails here, which because that's what sure. we do. Um, celebrations are a big thing, and I think people don't understand that Disney is a place of of celebration. And so, just because one person has a birthday during your trip, that doesn't mean that everybody can't wear birthday buttons. Yes, you're celebrating your birthday, but guess what? My button says I'm celebrating John's birthday, and everybody yeah. else is celebrating John's. And we're going to wear those all week long because cast members love that. They love retirements, graduations. You know, I beat cancer. Uh, you know, I just ran my first marathon. I just, uh, you know, whatever. Um, I think you know our, we went uh, for our anniversary one year, my wife and I, and it was you know we went like a, two weeks before our anniversary, but we still wore our anniversary buttons even though our anniversary was like two weeks later, and. We still got, we got free dessert. We got like you know front of the line access to certain rides because cast members. Were, now you can't always expect that. You can't. That's not a guarantee. And you may wear a button all week and not really get anything special. But there's a good chance you might get a free snack here and yeah. there, or you might no, get no. a free something. So always don't be afraid to celebrate. Don't be afraid to you know even if it's like you don't have anything to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate. I'm celebrating. I'm on vacation. I'm Absolutely. celebrating my first vacation in two years. Or just yeah. you know I saw one woman. I'm celebrating my divorce was finalized last week party that's awesome you know food and wine festival i imagine she was having a good time and so um so yeah definitely manage your uh, manage your expectations and uh your celebrations and something else i wanted to bring up too and it kind of goes along with this is understanding your environment because there are different expectations to manage when say you know if you and i went in september we're probably going to get to do a lot of stuff man because yeah. september is not a real crowded time it's crowded but it's not a real crowded time versus if you and i went christmas week I think our expectations are going to be a little bit different on what we can can accomplish, even with fast passes and everything else. So, yep, absolutely, absolutely agree with you on that. Um, you know, time of the year and expectations. I think for if, if we're going to talk about 
uh, people going for the first time, I think timing is is a big deal. You don't want to throw them to the wolves and send them Christmas week. I don't think that's a great. <laughs> right. I don't think that's the best no, idea. No, not at all. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's 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 possible to do it, you know. But um, yeah, so yeah, and I think that's it's. Yeah, definitely don't go Christmas week your first time around. Um, but what I and this is what I tell clients: they ask me questions that to us, the learned Disney ex- experts, seem obvious, but to a lot of people, they don't seem obvious. And one thing I have to manage is my expectations of what people know, because sometimes they just don't know. And people will ask me, "Well, is Christmas busy?" Because in their minds, everybody's home for Christmas. You sure. know, is is um is it hot in you know in September? Because summer's over in September. Yes, it's hot. So what I tell people is, you can have a great time either way, but you have to have this mentality of I'm going Christmas week. Yep. There are going to be 75,000 of my closest yep. friends all crammed in the magic kingdom to the point where they may shut the park down. Um, I'm not going to be able to ride more than probably four or five things in an entire day. And that's with fast passes yep. and good timing. I can't get upset and get mad at everything. If the crowds are too much and I can't ride seven or 10 rides or I go in September, I can't be all mad and stuff because the temperature outside is 92 and I've been sweating all day and I've gone, I bought seven bottles of water yep. and three bucks a pop. You knew going into it, it was going to be hot. It was going to be crowded. And so you've got to have that mentality of, I know what I'm getting myself into. And either your travel agent will tell you that or do some research and say, okay, what is Florida like in Thanksgiving week or February, mid-February when it's, oh, it's cheerleader week and President's Day. And this is when the tour groups from other countries come. So I think definitely understanding your environment, you know, your timing is, is, is a great example. So what else you got to do with there? Easily. So I think connected with this idea of, um, you know, going first time, especially if you're going during a busy time, um, you know, knowing and understanding all the tools and resources you have at your disposal. So your, your agent is probably the first thing, um, you know, hopefully, cause of course, if you've listened to David long enough or you've listened to travel to Tuesday at all, you know how that works. We don't, you know, charge anything extra for our services. Disney's either lining their own pockets mm-hmm. or they're going to support a small business and right. support your friends and folks like us. So, yeah. Um, knowing and understanding what your travel agent can do for you uh, in the planning process, but also potentially, you know, once you get there as well, uh, knowing the apps in, that you have, like the My Disney Experience app, how to work that, how to understand it, making sure your phone's up to date, making sure the app is up to date. And it's not easy. Um, it's a little complicated no. sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes, you know, technology can fail you. So being prepared for that in case mm-hmm. that happens knowing, you know, who to go and what to go to if for some reasons all your fast passes disappear. Um, knowing where guest relations is, usually at the front of the parks. You know, knowing what those blue blue umbrella tents are that they have now around the parks, the guest experience team, how to get in contact with them. Um, and, you know, understanding that if, again, something does not go well, don't just be silent about it. Tell right. someone. Right. You they know, want even, to know. Even, they want yeah. to know. Even if it's, you know, something minor like you spilled your ice cream or something mm-hmm. and, you know, They'll, they'll get your replacement. Right. Um, but yeah. Right. Well, and, and one thing, and adding to that too, is when you do tell somebody, make sure you understand who you're talking to. Because yep. a lot of, t- most of the time, the cast members that, that are in front of you, you're talking to, they have nothing to do with your issue. They have nothing yep. to do with your problem. So losing your temper for that cast member, and I've seen it happen. Yep. I feel bad for the cast members. They are, they are so underpaid and so abused. Now, granted, there are, every now and then you'll find a cast member who yep. doesn't, just doesn't care. And that's okay. When you go to somebody else, you say, I tried telling so-and-so my issue and they didn't yep. care, blah, blah, blah. And that will be resolved too. But, you know, make sure you understand that the cast member in front of you is not, not responsible for your issue more than likely. I mean, you know, so kind of manage your temper there. That's just a part of, part of being courteous as well. Um, in terms of practicality, I think that's what you said was good too in terms of, you know, how the technology does fail. 
And I think what we both like to do is we like to send our clients itineraries via email. So they have it in their email. But if sure. the Wi-Fi doesn't work, they can't access their email. Snap, do a, do a phone screenshot of your, all your fast passes. So, or, and or your reservation number. So when you go up to Cinderella's Royal Table and the whole system is down, you can pull your phone out, pull up a picture and say, well, there's my reservation number. Here's all my people. It's at 4.05 p.m. It's, you know, it's 4 o'clock right now. I'm checking in. So I have a reservation. Uh, don't be, you know, it's good to have that on hand mm -hmm. just in case you may never use it. Yeah. Just in case you do, you know, it's probably good. So what else you got? Okay, let's see here. Um, da, 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 da. So uh, this, this kind of came up. So we talked about... Um, you know, going during Christmas week, not, you know, I think it's not wise to plan a trip last minute Christmas week, not mm -hmm. to say it's impossible, but it's pretty close to impossible. Um, I think last minute trips are one thing that, um, are probably more suited for veterans, but I have had, uh, folks that have never been and they just realized, Oh wait, I'm going to be in Orlando for a business trip or I'm visiting my grandma or whatever that lives in the area hadn't been into Disney forever, maybe I've never been. Um, but I think planning um, as, as far in advance as humanly possible is, yes. uh, is, is the best thing. You know, realizing that, you know, with, the, with, with Disney packages, you can't, you know, there are certain um, constraints when you can book those. Like right now, and I'm sure you have this as well, get people asking you right and left for 2021 yep. packages for Walt Disney World. Can't do that yet. Those dates will probably be released late spring sometime, typically like they usually are. Uh, you know, booking the, the hotels and securing those 499 days or less in advance, you can do that. But the advantages to booking early uh, are huge. It can do a few things. It can get out a whole lot of the hassle from your trip. Uh, it can enable you to probably save the most out of you know, any potential time because you know, we even if you book early, we can apply those savings for you later on. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't realize that it doesn't cost you anything extra. And like, I get joy out of saving people money, um, and I like doing that. Uh, you have a higher likelihood of grabbing the hotel you want, grabbing right. the fast passes you want, and the dining. And and I bring this up because it seems like, oh yeah, well you know that makes sense. Um, well, so many people that I know, and I know especially families that lead very busy lives are really living kind of in the now and sort of moment to moment. And they're not thinking, you know, months or year plus down the road. They're thinking what's in front of them right now that has to get done. Um, so I think one of the things as a travel agent that we can do and one of the ways that we can provide value um, is helping, you know, our clients keep aware of these dates, of the deadlines and different things that are looming so they can maximize their experience and maximize their, maximize their budget. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, that's really good, and I think that, and, and you know, there are there are people that just they will not use a travel agent for anything, and I and I get that. I understand that they want to do their own thing, and it's absolutely fine. And if you're one of those people, there's no there's no judgment on you. That's that's great. Um, but but John's right. It is in terms of if you're going to plan yourself, go ahead and plan as far out as you possibly can. I mean, I've got I've got clients that I you know I planned almost two years in advance for the Disney trip. As soon as they could book, we booked yeah. them like for the end of the following year. I've got a client that called me from Disney World. Mm -hmm. uh, grandmother and grandson were like, "Hey, we want to get a different room and leave the rest of the family where they are. Can you book me a trip?" Sure. So while they stood there at Shades of Green, I booked them in All Star Movies, and they just went. They were like, when I called them back, she goes, "Okay," and she basically drove over to All Star Movies and checked in, and there she was. And so we can we can do any of that. Um, yep. You know, and uh, last minute trips, I think it is, goes to managing expectations. If you've got a last minute trip, you're not going to get Flight of Passage Fast Passes. You're probably not going to get Slinky Dog Fast Passes. You're not going to get Chef Mickey at 5 p.m. on a Saturday evening for your party of seven. 
but if you're okay with that, then you know what? Sometimes last minute trips are just fine. Just going into it, knowing, yep. you know what? If I don't get to ride a whole bunch of stuff, that's okay. We're going to have a good time, eat some ice cream, do what we can. We'll wait in line here and there, whatever. And, and that's great. I, I think that's yep. awesome. And that kind of leads to what I wrote down too, is planning for certain attractions because this is not like Six Flags. You, can't get, right. you go to Six Flags, you walk in or whatever theme park in your area and you walk in, you buy a ticket and you just go get in line for a roller coaster and 30 minutes later, you're on the Georgia Scorcher or you're yeah. on the, uh, the Ninja, or I guess it's gone now, but whatever, I'm thinking of Six Flags in Georgia. Sure. You, can't, you can't do that at Disney World. There are some attractions you can probably walk on, Barnstormer, Monsters, Inc., Laugh Floor, it's a Bug's Life, yeah, 10, 15 minute wait when it's really busy, maybe a 30 right. minute wait or more. Um, you can't just walk on to Flight of Passage, you know, or Rise of the Resistance. And these are attractions that you have to plan for. And so you can't get there at 10 a.m. having done nothing and expect you're going to be able to ride those things at a reasonable amount of time, or in the case of Rise of the Resistance at all. You know, it, it stinks that that's the way it is, but you have to plan to ride these rides. Right. You've got to be at Hollywood Studios early. You've got to be at Animal Kingdom early, you know, and you got to do a little research ahead of time going, okay, I want to ride these attractions. I want to ride Slinky Dog. I want to ride Millennium Falcon or Seven Doors Mine Train. How early do I need to be at the park? How early do I need to get everybody up at the park? You know, what does the buses look like? How fast can I get there? Should I take an Uber or a minivan? These are the things you kind of got to think through. If you want to make sure you definitely ride these attractions and if you, if you're and it, and I know people that do this too, and that's absolutely fine. They're like, you know what? We don't do rope drop. We get up at eight or nine. We get to the park at 10 ish, 11 ish. That's cool. I love it. That's, that is your trip. That is your jam. That's not me, but I'm cool with that. You just can't get there and go, I can't believe I can't ride flight of passage. It's a three hour wait. I am so angry right now that we just got here and it's 1130 and it's already a three hour. Wait. Well, guess what? They've been riding it since eight this morning. <laughs> and so, yeah, you got to manage your expectations when it comes to rides too. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with you on that. And um, I, I think that goes back to some even travel planning basics of just, uh, you know, going in with the mentality of, of trying not to be overwhelmed. Like we talked about earlier, um, but also um, just sort of, picking out those things that you sort of sort of wanted you know want to do and, and planning in advance and all that it, it all it all makes sense and I think for me uh, in addition to just planning all the things out and even sort of your highlights or whatever um, this sort of leads into one of my next thing is that sorry about the background noise no it's all good um, it's, it's all yeah good. it's Starbucks it's a, man yeah it's a circus <laughs> in here uh, but um, anyway so yeah one of the things that um, at least people this is veterans whether you're going to the park first time uh for the umpteenth time or you're doing a honeymoon a vacation or whatever it is um and this is more so you know for people that are i would say that are planning trips for probably five days or more right um i'll definitely emphasize this is building in a rest day or at least a half day yes Um, that's huge yeah after you're in in you know david after you talked about this before you know, after you really hit about, what, four or five days in park upper tickets, the, the price difference per day, per day, even for a family, is very minimal. Um, so even if you wanted to add on, say, another day, and you're planning on not spending a whole day there, it will still give you a flexibility of, say, going and having dinner, catching some fireworks or whatever. You could spend the first part of the day by the pool or go to Disney Springs or just sleep in and relax. Because on those big trips, you know, you're going to have 12 – 15 hour days out sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you want to make sure that you take care of yourself. 
uh, take care of your body. You do have limits regardless of how in shape you are, <laughs> you know, prepare yourself, wear the right shoes and, you know, stay hydrated and all those sorts of things. But rest, don't, don't come back more tired than you were in the first place. You know, there is a, there is such a thing I believe is a good tired, but at the end of the day, you're still human. You still have your limits. And, um, I think building it a day just to sort of relax a little bit, um, you know, just read a book or sleep in, like I was saying, whatever the case is, can really help you out. And there uh, are a lot of awesome things to do around a lot of the Walt Disney World Resort hotels as well. So, you know, that's when picking that right hotel, I think, can come into play. Um, you know, whether you're a couple or a family and you want to see what sort of things they have to do around the hotel. Like if you're art of animation, you could do the art, you know, the, the animation classes or, you know, go hang out by the big blue pool and, you know, those sorts oh, of yeah. things. Or um, if you're at more of a deluxe resort, maybe you have more dining experiences or maybe there's a spa there and you can just sort of relax if you're on your honeymoon. So um, being intentional about, you know, planning that rest time in there and picking out the right hotel, I can't, I think yeah. it'd be huge. And I think, and you may be like me where, you know, if you pay some pay for something, you want to make sure you get a full use out of it. So if Absolutely. I went for two yeah. days, I'm going to be in the park from open to close because I paid, you know, 225, 250 bucks for my tickets. I'm going to, I'm going to use every second of that because I'm, I'm sure. maximizing, you know, if I, if you're there for six days, like you said, a five day to a six day, even for a family of four might cost you 40 bucks, 50 bucks. And for Disney, that's huge. You're getting into the park for a day, an extra day for 15 bucks maybe uh, per person. So there's nothing wrong with taking that, you know, go for three days, take that, that fourth day, sleep in. Like you said, go to the pool, have breakfast at the resort. Don't get your kids mm -hmm. up. Let them wake up when they wake up. You know, yep. you don't wake up till you need to wake up or whatever. Go for a run, go for a walk, go to Disney Springs for the afternoon, then use that park park to get and head to the park in the evening, or maybe Easy. you've got a Halloween ticket or a Christmas party ticket. Use that, you know, take that your party day, take that whole day. Don't do anything until party time. Then go to the park because you're right. Mm -hmm. Knowing your limits and knowing what you can do and what your family and your kids can do is huge because you got to be able to, to be able to rest and, you know, rest and rest up because Easy. you don't want to get home going, I need a vacation for my vacation, you know, where you're exhausted, you're blistered, you're tired, your kids are cranky. It's, you know, you've gone for six straight days and you're like, we don't want to do that again for a couple of years because that was too exhausting. Well, you've exhausted yourself. And so, that, which all goes back to the whole, you know, be, uh, uh, be careful about your expectations and what you expect mm -hmm. you can do. Um, so this is a lot of mental stuff, which is great. We've talked a lot of kind of mentality, attitude, things like that. Let's talk a, lot of, a little more practical sure. in terms of how do you prepare for a trip? Let's just say somebody's got the suitcase out, they're packing their clothes, they're looking around the room, looking around the bathroom. What are a few things that maybe think, people don't think, obviously, they're going to bring a phone charger. They might bring their, their shampoo or whatever. But can you think of a few things that maybe people aren't thinking of that maybe I should throw this in there too or take this with me? Pack an extra pair of shoes. Um, especially, if, especially if you're going, say, late spring, summer, into early fall when – you know, Central Florida, you've heard of the three o'clock parade. Well, there's also a three o'clock rain shower that usually pops up or somewhere around there. Um, it may not rain a lot, but usually you'll get 15, 20 minute shower, something Especially like that. Especially in and, the summer. Yes. And, you know, if your shoes get wet, that can ruin your day. So, you know, having an extra pair on you or, you know, whether you're wearing sandals or whatever, you know, a comfortable pair of sandals, not flip flops. Don't right. wear flip flops to the parks. Nope. Because um, you will hate yourself later for that. But, um, yeah, just being intentional about taking care of your feet. I always preach that uh, regularly to, to kind of say, you know, take care of your feet. They'll take care of you. Um, and then, you know, bringing your own water bottle uh, mm -hmm. as well. 
is a big thing because you don't want to pay three and a half, four dollars for a bottle of Dasani or whatever it is at the parks. When you can fill that up um, around most of the restrooms now in the parks, they do have uh, water bottle you know, refilling stations. Yeah, those are popping up in a lot of places, which yeah. is cool. So, you know, even, even in the airports traveling, getting there for people that are flying, you take that empty water bottle with you through TSA on the other side and fill it up and, you know, you can, you can use it that way. But, um, so there's that, you know, sunscreen, there's a lot of the, the basics, you know, making sure you, you know, sunbird sunglasses. And, um, I would say one thing when you're packing is, especially when you're thinking about what you're going to take into the park. So if you're a family like me and you've got, you know, four young kids, you feel like you've got to take the entire house. You might, you'll probably have a double stroller and diaper bag and all these different things, you know, realize that, yeah, you want to be prepared. And if you do also on the side note, if you do forget something, don't fret because there's lots of ways to pick up stuff that you forget uh, around the hotels um, and, and even on property, baby care centers and stuff like that. But uh, don't feel like you've got to take everything um, because you're going to be busy uh, all day long. There's going to be stuff to engage you. You're not going to have to worry about taking three toys for every kid. Right. Um, and, and all that. Um, so just, I would say pack light, pack wisely because you will be there for a lot today. And the less you have to haul around all day, the more happier you'll be at the end of the day. Right. Two things that I learned too, in terms of packing one of the, and this is actually, I'm hoping this will become an issue that won't matter in a couple of months or a couple of years. Um, but Disney is notorious for not having very many outlets and and no USB ports. So what I've been doing in the past is I will take a surge suppressor with me, a power strip, Mm -hmm. pack it along with me, take it with me and plug it into one of the, you know, cause I don't use the alarm clock in the hotel cause I have a phone just like everybody else in in God's green earth. Um, so I plug in that power strip and I got plenty of outlets there. Of course the new rooms are coming along, especially the value rooms and stuff and they're installing all the new ports and USB ports, which is great, but don't be afraid to take a power strip. Something else that I've learned too with children is, you know, hit up that dollar store before you go, buy some glow sticks, buy some cheap Disney toys for a buck, spend 10 bucks and buy a bunch of little trinkets. And that way throw them in your bag. And you know, that way you have something to give to the kids when they're looking on the shelf and I want the $34 plush Mickey. Well, guess what? I bought a $3 plush Mickey from Walmart. It doesn't look as cool, but if you're three years right. old, maybe it won't matter yeah. as much. So that might help you out a little bit too. So yeah, we, we did that with t-shirts last spring. We went to like either Walmart or Target. I can't remember what it was and, you know, bought a bunch of matching t-shirts for our family on our little day trip that we had and, you know, it saved us money and the kids, you know, weren't as focused about wanting one of everything. They still kind of did, but right. you know, not too bad. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of going to, that's kind of going to happen. And I think one of the things that you can do if, um, if, if you're a parent going with children, um, to kind of help, you know, it, it, this could be a teaching moment. Um, I think in a lot of ways, but it also kind of gives them ownership over what they pick is, you know, bring a preloaded, uh, Disney gift card with you with a certain amount and be like, Hey, look, that's this great is idea. yours. Mm-hmm. This is yours to spend on, let's call it souvenirs. Cause you know, most parents are going to feed their kids and right. stuff, hopefully while most, they're there. Most. Yeah. Well, you know, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, bring a preloaded gift card mm-hmm. and have what, you know, 25, 30 bucks. I don't know what, whatever you want to put it, be like, look, right. this is yours. Um, and kind of help coach them along the way and teach them and, to know especially if you're going first time you're going to see a lot of really cool stuff there's merchandise everywhere yep um and you know so don't be overwhelmed know that some of the stuff you're going to see uh a lot of places some of the stuff that's resort specific or park specific or seasonal um you you may only see one time so being aware of that um but uh you know having that preloaded amount to kind of say hey look this is your budget you could teach them 
a little bit about budgeting if you're there, right? Uh, you know, and, and while you're there. And another thing you could do uh, on the note of gift cards is I've had this happen where people actually lose their gift cards and need a refund or whatever it is if they're using it for, I don't know, souvenirs or trip payments or whatever. Um, is you can register your gift cards at DisneyGiftCard.com and you can track those numbers. You can track, you know, what what they're used for and all of that. And if for some reason you lose one and you need a refund back onto that gift card, uh, you can electronically transfer that amount onto a new one and you're good. Um, so using gift cards can help in a lot of different ways, I think. Yeah, it's a good idea too. And either give them one, one amount for the week or, you know, yep. per day. Say, you know what, you get 10 bucks a day, I'm going to add $10 a day or whatever. And, you know, and I know a lot of, a lot of parents with, with children, and this is, I was like this too, you want to spend it now. You just got to the park. You see the first thing you want. You want to spend it now. Don't be afraid to tell the kids, you know what? You can't purchase anything until 1 o'clock this afternoon. If you really right. like it, we'll come back for it. Uh, or I can get it for you now and hold it for you. But, you know, um, or at 1 o'clock, we'll see what you want. And, you know, you'll get your gift card then. Make him wait a little while. And then if they yep. still want it, then come back and get it. So that's an idea for you too. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, people off property. God forbid sure. why you'd stay off property. But <laughs> there are people that stay in the Good Neighbor Hotels, uh, yeah. you know, which – the, the, the fast pass is still the same getting to the park is still the same you have to kind of plan a little bit differently because you can't get extra magic hours anymore uh, right. but how would you kind of tell them to plan in terms of well let's we're at the best western at disney springs or we're at the the motel sure. six or whatever kind of a run-up property or whatever how do they plan for their trip knowing they're not on property well i would say you, one, and one of the i'm just going to kind of go off the cuff here because i don't have any notes written down about this specifically but um, I would say one of the first things that comes to mind is transit time. So instead of taking a bus, which are, you know, the Disney buses, or the resort hotels are kind of predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have the, a lot of the schedules posted and stuff now. So it's a little bit easier to navigate the bus system than it used to be. Um, but if, if you're not doing that and you're driving in, especially off property, you're going to want to plan a little bit more time than you think you need to get to your destination because you're going to be driving. There might be traffic, you know, with the buses in a lot of places, there are special bus lanes and bus routes that they can take that you will not be able to take. Um, so playing enough time to get there, especially if you have a reservation or a fast pass or you're trying to make rope drop, uh, cause you're going to have to drive in, you're going to have mm-hmm. to park your car. You might have to wait for a tram and take it. in. if you get there early enough, you might be towards the front of the park and not have to do that but there's a huge, you know, possibility that you might. Yeah. Um, so planning on, you know, parking, getting on the tram, going to the front, you know, enough time to get through security and then up to the touch points or turnstiles or whatever we're calling them these days um, and through the park and onto your destination. Um, and then, you know, the, the time of day of when you're going to be going as well. Um, and another kind of, you know, hack, I guess that, is maybe common knowledge. I don't know. Some people do this. Some don't um, is, you know, take a picture of your parking space number and in the post, the lot that you're in, especially if you get there early and you're planning on staying there all day. Uh, there's a huge likelihood that you're not going to remember off the top of your head where you were um, at say, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning and it's 10, 11 o'clock at night. You're trying to get back to wherever you're staying. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had this happen to me on a recent trip. I was like, I don't know where I parked or what was going on, but I luckily I had to take a picture of it on my phone. Uh, I remembered and I was happily on my way. Um, there was a situation when I was a cast member back in 2004, I was in magic kingdom parking lot. And this was back in the day when Oldsmobile was still around making cars and everybody, <laughs> one of the top like rental cars that Oldsmobile, you know, had was, was a white one. Uh, it's the same model that I drove and, and I'm not kidding. 
every single row in the section that I parked in had the exact same car that I had. It took me 45 minutes to that find my so car funny. In, in the blistering hot sun. And I'll never forget that. So like the ability just to be able to take a picture of the spot in the row where mm. you're at. I mean, don't, don't take that for granted. <laughs> Use it. It's a simple yeah. hack and it can save you a lot of hassle at the end of the day. Well, you know, depending on what's going on with, with Animal Kingdom and Hollywood and Epcot, it's usually yep. not too bad. They, uh, Epcot has, I want to say, the one of the top ten largest flat surface parking lots in the world. Yep. I mean, it's yeah. massive. So, you're, you it know, is. it'll be busy, but getting, getting in there, whatever. Magic Kingdom is a different beast altogether. Um, yes. A lot of people don't know if they don't go that the, the parking lot is set about a mile away from the actual Magic Kingdom. Yep. Um, and on busier days, and you may have seen this before too, but I remember this vividly being on a monorail coming from Epcot early in the morning over to Magic Kingdom on, I want to say it was Thanksgiving Day. There were cars backed up probably two or three miles to get into the Magic Kingdom parking lot mm-hmm. because it's Thanksgiving yep. Day. Everybody's trying to go yep. in. And people off property, property are driving in. They're like, oh, we're going to take 10, 15 minutes to get to the gate and get parked or whatever. Yep. No, no, no. Those people probably were in line to get in, actually into the parking lot for probably over an hour to get right. in. And you don't have that if you're on property or if you're taking Disney buses. Uh, can you park at a resort and take a Disney bus? You're probably not. Um, you're taking a chance if you manage to get into the gate yeah. and park, you know, Hey, I'm going to see somebody, blah, 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 or have a dinner or having breakfast or whatever. They will check your car at some point during the day. And there's a chance it may not be there whenever you come back. So you gotta be careful about that. Yep. Um, so, you know, the bus driving in is one thing. The bus system, uh, for a lot of the resorts, especially Disney Springs resorts is fair to Midland. Um, yep. a lot of the buses, a lot of the resorts check with your resort, how the bus systems work, wherever you are off property, check with the, the bus shuttle. Because some, they run at 9 o'clock in the morning and 9 o'clock in the evening, and that's it. Some will run every 30 minutes or every top of the every hour. Some will run just all day. Um, some charge, eight, 10 bucks a day. Some don't. Um, and some of them will stop at three and four and five resorts before right. they go to the park. So yep. always call your hotel and say, hey, Best Western, what does your bus schedule look like before I, I, I come in with you? Because I need to know what I'm doing. Because you can – actually, I want to say there are, there are Disney Springs resorts – you could walk to Disney Springs, and then if you wanted to go ahead and yep. walk to Saratoga Springs, you probably could catch a bus sure. from there. But that's an extra hour of walking before you right. even catch a bus to the park. So you got to factor those kind of things in as well. So, yep. um, it, anything else you got no, written down notes wise in terms of, of planning for for trips? Um, not really. I mean, I, well, actually, I'll say this. And I think I, I mentioned this earlier um, in in passing, but didn't really camp out here. Um, very long is, is be flexible. Mm, yes. Um, I think yes. flexibility is huge. Kind of my, my travel secret. I'll share it with you, David, even though you're with another agency, I trust you. Won't tell anybody. <laughs> I, we uh, won't tell anybody. No, we're, we won't tell us. Nobody listens uh, to my show anyway. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but the two kind of the biggest pieces of advice that I will tell people are this plan well, um, and be flexible. Because you can plan, 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 plan all day long, have your itinerary printed out, know where you're going to be to the minute. I mean, as a child, when, when we were on family vacations, and this is probably the, the army background of my dad, you know, he would have our you know, bathroom stops, the amount of time we were spending in souvenir shops and in museums and wherever we were, whatever we were doing on vacation, planned down to the minute, yep. written down in military time um, <laughs> and, and on a 24-hour clock on, on a sheet of paper and give it to us, you know, right. just so we would know. It's, you know but I think... Um, which is probably where the planning in me came from and liking doing that. But 
I think flexibility is also key because, you know, things are going to happen that are outside of your control yes. uh, sometimes. And, you know, when that does happen, you know, you're going to have a choice on how you react, especially if you're a group leader, people are going to be looking at you, whether you're the, you know, main family planner, mom or dad or whoever, grandparent, or if you're taking a large group and people are going to be looking to you on how you react and you're going to be setting the pace. Um, so, I think flexibility is key to having a successful trip because um, that can, again, going back to the attitude thing, can really help you uh, enjoy it even when things don't go according to plan. Very true. And, and to that, I want to add, um, and this sounds silly. It's a catchphrase, and I know you're like, well, you're just a travel agent. You just say that to whatever. Enjoy the bubble of magic. There is Absolutely. something about being on property. It's not like Disneyland. Yep. Disneyland is wonderful, but it's you walk outside the gates of Disneyland. There's a McDonald's. There's a Hyatt. Yep. There's a there's a gas station. Whatever. Disney World is different. It's 44 square miles. It's the yep. size of Manhattan, about the yep. size of San Francisco. So you have to really look hard and work hard to not be in that bubble. Uh, my wife demands that I don't watch news, although now with the advent <laughs> of the internet, Twitter and stuff, I do keep yeah. up with everything. But she doesn't let me watch news whenever we go back to the room. You know, she's like, we're on vacation. Don't worry about that. Just enjoy being in that magical bubble. You're in a different world. And that's how Walt intended it, that you put the real world out. And for whatever time you're there, you just really soak in. I'm here. I'm at Disney World. It's the Magic Kingdom. There's the castle, or there's Spaceship Earth, or you know, there's the Tree of Life. There's the Hollywood Tower of Terror. You know, we're riding these attractions. We're riding Small World, blah, blah, blah. Just really soak that in. And one thing you don't want to do, and this is more of a practical tip with the Magic Bubble, is when you're planning for your trip, don't go on vacation unless you can afford your vacation. Yep. Do not be that guy that every yeah. time you turn around, you're like, you think in your head, how much is this costing me? Mm -hmm. What is this costing me? Okay, we've yeah. got, all right, well, it's all, it's one o'clock on a Saturday. We've got $15 left in our budget today for, for, for a meal. So we got to share. So don't be that guy. Even yeah. it's okay. You know, I know we use travel agents and you out there as well. You can make this work. Um, you know, even if you stay at all-star sports in the standard room, mm -hmm. you're only there for a couple of nights. It doesn't cost you a lot of money. You got basic cheap tickets, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. You know, do it when you can be comfortable and pay Absolutely. for it. Don't go when you're pinching every penny because you're going to be, you're not going to have fun. You're not going to have fun. Yep. And all you're going to think about is how much it's costing you. And that's not fun at all. And, so. and, and I'm a big proponent of going, uh, whether it's to Disney or anywhere, going to on vacation debt free. Yeah. Uh, because yep. you don't want to, uh, you, you don't want to come back mm -hmm. home and you've got that credit card bill that's sticking you in the side, you know, right. a month after you get back. And, um, you know, there's a certain radio host that I won't mention on here that will probably be a big proponent of that. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I, there, there are a lot of ways, I think, to, to do that. And I've got some Travel Tips Tuesday episodes, and I know I'm sure you've probably talked about going to Disney Dip Free mm -hmm. and, and, and budget friendly and all that before. Uh, but I think that's a, that's a huge thing because that can really help you enjoy it, uh, whether you're on the dining plane or not, whether you have park hopper tickets or not, regardless of where you're staying. Um, there are a lot of great ways to do that. Um, that I can, that I think can make for uh, a great and successful trip. Well, that's honestly one of my favorite things about the dining plan because yes, it is expensive, and yes, it, right. you know, you can do the math to see whether you paid for it or not, depending on where you eat and what you do. But knowing ninety-five percent of your dining is paid for before you go, yep. and that way, and one of the things I, you know, one of the stories I use as an example when I talk to people about the dining plan is that I remember my wife and I sitting at La Cellier. Uh, on one trip and let's say a steakhouse it can be pricey um you know we were paying out of pocket for it and we both like different kinds of steak we had to compromise on the steak we got we had to compromise on the sides we were splitting a plate so we it wouldn't be that much and you know and both of us had a great meal but neither one of us had a really great meal because it wasn't really what we wanted 
we went back some years later on the dining plan and we opened up the menu. I was like, I want that one. And she was like, I want that one. And we were, exactly, <laughs> we were happy. It was, it was awesome. So that's something yeah. to think about as well. So John, Absolutely. where can, where can people find you online? Travel tips Tuesday is obviously on Tuesday. Talk a little bit about that. Where can people find that and, and the podcast too? Sure. Absolutely. So if you, um, uh, I don't know, a few months back, I realized I was like, you know what? I, I wonder if travel tips Tuesday is a, is, is a URL that anybody owns. So they didn't. So if you go to traveltipstuesday.com, you can find a link to the sort of uh, the, the stream of, of the regular you know, postings that I've got. Travel Tips Tuesday has been done for about two years. It's only been in podcast form for not quite a year. Right. Um, actually, I think in about a week, it's going to be you know, kind of the one year anniversary of it being on podcast, but we're on Apple, Spotify, all the major podcasting platforms live. It's every Tuesday night, usually around 830 Central, depending yeah. on what the kids are doing with bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's, it's one of those things where I love being able to converse with people live and kind of talk back and forth. Um, it's broadcast live from my personal Facebook page. Um, I'm friends with David. If you are on Facebook, you can find me that yep. way. And yep. it, also, if you follow the hashtag uh, Travel Tips Tuesday on Facebook, you can search that. Um, you can find it that way as well. Um, but yeah, it's one of the things I love to do. Um, you can also go to travelmationjohn.com. It's my personal website. Um, you can connect with me that way and find my email and Facebook information and all that. Yeah, audience, let me give you a little story about John. He and I met for lunch sometime last year. It was He was coming through town uh, on, on some business going on, and we met for lunch and everything. And one of the conversations we had was about podcasting and things like that. Yep. And John was like, well, you know, I don't. my numbers are kind of eh, and my, my Facebook numbers are kind of eh you know, and uh, I, and I do watch sometimes the travel tip and I listen, I have a subs- I subscribe to the podcast and I let the review and everything like everybody should do with podcasts. And what I've noticed and really thought it was really cool is I've watched those numbers slowly trickle up every week, a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more. And John is a great example out there for people who just, you know, even if your results at the very beginning, aren't what you want or hope they would be, you just keep at it. You just keep yeah. going. If you love to do it, you keep doing it. Yep. People will find you. They yeah. will find you. Yeah. And whenever Travel Tips Tuesday celebrates a year or a year and a half, you'll be able to look back and go, man, I can't believe that I only had this many. And now look what's going on now. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see those numbers kind of grow and everything. And, and um, you know, I'm a travel agent. John's a travel agent. We would love for other ones to call you. It's, I would love to work with you. But, it, you know, if, if you're like, I like the cut of this guy's jib, man. I'm going to call John. It's not going to break my heart. I'm not going to break my heart. John's a good guy. Good guy. So, man, I appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome. A uh, long time in the making. And uh, we will definitely have you back on, brother. Look forward to it, man. Thanks so much, David. Thank you, John. And thanks so much to John Rogers for coming on the show with us. New friend of the show. Great time talking to him. Great tips. Hope you learned some stuff. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, Travelmation John R. Put that R on the end there, Travelmation John R. You can find him on, on Instagram. And of course, on Facebook, Travelmation John Rogers. Find him there. Go follow him. Travel Tips Tuesday comes out every Tuesday night. Your time, 8 ish, 8 30 ish, something like that. Find that every Tuesday and listen in. Good tips from him as well. It's it's a fun little show. You know, he's a, he's a good guy and talk to him about Disney stuff. Of course, follow me, as I mentioned before, on Instagram. Magic on a Dollar, find me on Twitter, Magic on a Dollar, on Facebook, Magic on a Dollar, and our business page, Disney on a Dollar. I am happy to help you with your Disney travel planning needs, as well as your universal needs, and your Norwegian cruise line needs, your Royal Caribbean news, uh, cruise line needs, and of course, all-inclusives and all that good stuff. So, you know, we're a bunch of travel agents who love helping you guys out. That is it for the show. Hope you guys have a wonderful week, and until May 25th, don't forget to thank a Phoenician. Thanks for listening. 
Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.